Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. Uh, joining me this time, we have Lee Cameron. Hi. And Scott Thrower. Howdy. And the movie we're going to be breaking down this time is The Map of Tiny Perfect Things, a very new movie coming out just this year uh, and joining the pantheon of many films that do the Groundhog Day type thing with a time loop in them. The second one of this theme in so many years, too, because it's very close to Palm Springs in a lot of superficial ways. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen Palm Springs as well? Actually, no, I'll just ask that real quick. I did. I've never even heard of it. It's great. I'll, I'll mention it later, I guess. But <laughs> before before we go into that, what is your experience with this film? Uh, Scott, you brought it to my attention. So how about you go first? Yeah, so uh, I've lately taken up using a rowing machine. So every day I panic and try and think of what I'm going to watch while I'm sitting on this machine to try and make that 20 minutes pass in a sane amount of time. Because if you're watching mm-hmm. something boring, there is nothing worse than being on the rowing machine. So I have I have mapped my way through all of my streaming services. Whenever something new pops up, I notice it. And of course, I noticed this one immediately because it's got a guy I was obsessed with back when he was on American Horror Story. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't know, recognize him from anything I knew. Yes. Uh, I, was... I actually, I knew the girl from some things and didn't recognize where. So I spent like the entire movie being like, oh, she's so familiar. I got I to gotta look this up when I'm done watching it. I stalked him on American Horror Story because he he was just so physically perfect in every way, <laughs> shape, or form. So seeing him pop up again, I was like, yes, 20 minutes on a rowing machine will be good. <laughs> I guess he does a lot of physical stunts in this of like making it look like he's done things a million times. Well, that's his dancer background, but we'll get more into that later. Ooh, okay. Oh, I cannot wait for you to tell me all about his dancer background. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't seen this at all or even heard of this until Scott brought it to my attention. And uh, my, the mild spoiler in that it is on this list of movies about wishes in that it has a wish in somewhere because I it doesn't seem like it does on the synopsis. That is kind of like a reveal later on. So yeah, I and it's such this. a small reveal later on that I actually had to double check it before I mentioned it to you because I wasn't <laughs> entirely sure. Yeah. Uh, what about Lee? Before I brought this to your attention, had you heard of this at all? I had seen, I'd seen the trailer, actually, I think. And uh, I wasn't that interested in it. I was like, oh, this looks looks a bit twee for my liking. Um, But then today I watched it in my bathrobe. Um, (laughs) And I really, I quite liked it. I thought it was quite good. The actors are good. It is a very sweet, indie feeling film. It's extremely gentle. I, I just keep thinking of the word gentle. Gentle is a very good world. I think I, I wrote down the word tame just because like <laughs> you put it into like someone's in uh, an infinite loop scenario. And a lot of the other ones like the Edge of Tomorrow's, the Groundhog Days, the Palm Springs have a lot of times where they die in it because they're yeah. like, well, yeah. I have no consequences. Let's do things that are very dangerous and die. And this one sort of very rarely mentions any danger at all. Like that she's new at driving and that he jumped on a boxcar once and he just says, I won't try that again. Like, yeah, yeah, being stuck in a the, loop, their first reactions are to do good deeds to everyone. Like, and very tame good deeds too. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll give you directions. I'll fix your dress. I'll The uh, fix your dress you not thing was amazing because he, he wanted to fix her dress, but he didn't want to embarrass her by letting her know he was fixing her dress. And he didn't actually want to touch her. He wanted to like, maintain that whole 
I will not touch you without consent, so I will use tongs to do it. Yeah. Where did he pick up the tongs? I actually didn't miss I that. I think in he that brought them from moment. home. Yeah. He brought them from home. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess, yeah, be prepared. <laughs> that means one day he just let her go with it and was like, okay, I'll, tomorrow I'll remember tongs. Yeah, we should probably talk about what the story's about before we get into all these details. Though. Sure. I'll, 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 I'll try to do a quick synopsis and you guys uh, fix the things that I blow through way too fast because yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to keep it real brief. And I hope people uh, have seen Groundhog Day because this movie relies on it like a huge crutch. <laughs> they, yeah. he's, he's Groundhog Day. Our main character starts. We, we don't know when it started. He's been here for a while. And he is Groundhog Day. He's experiencing the same day over and over again. Every day at midnight starts the new day. And he's kind of gotten into a rut with it. He's real smooth. He does an opening montage where he just coasts through life, helping people in little ways because he knows everything that's going to happen. Uh, he's using this power to try to romance a girl that he likes, but doesn't know really anything about. And is trying different uh, strategies to get her to spend some time with him. But uh, one day, while trying to do his elaborate setup, a girl just walks through and seems to also be in this time loop with him because he's never seen her before and she's doing things different than everyone else who's in the same loop. So he spent some time trying to meet her. Uh, they grow a relationship, but she's kind of weird. Uh, in that she doesn't, uh, it disappears every day at six and he doesn't know why, doesn't want to uh, start a romance with him, even though they're spending all their time together. Well, because uh, she's dating that med student, she says. <laughs> right. Well, she doesn't even say that. She just sort of says like, it's a med student calling, med student calling. Uh, oh, no, I want to ask questions though. about him. She gets yeah. evasive about it. So yeah, he thinks there's another guy or something. But yeah, it turns out it's because she has made a wish uh, because her mother is dying on that day and she wants doesn't want to move on to be someone who doesn't have a mother. So she made a wish to get herself in the time loop. Uh, we never find out why he's in the time loop other than it's, it's it helps her get out of it eventually. So that must be some force of fate, I guess. Uh, but they do come together finally and uh, escape the time loop. Uh, is that all the major points or is there anything very important that I missed there? Well, other than the fact that he looks exactly like the love child of Heath Ledger and David Duchovny. <laughs> I don't know if that's, oh, that's plot pretty good. important. I it's important. They're both very attractive. That's important oh, yeah. to the plot. <laughs> it's really lucky. And neither of them looks... There. They're supposed to be 17. He does not look 17 whatsoever. No, they both look a bit older than they're supposed to be. I'm going to say um, The Justin Bieber haircut did not fool anyone. <laughs> Yeah, he dress they they dress like seven and act like seventeen year olds. They've got the vibe right anyway. Yeah. Except much more confidence. They're very confident seventeen year olds. Oh, very much so. That his his dancer moves, which make those practiced moments mm -hmm. look very practiced. Like, yeah, of course he's done this thing with a skateboard in the back of a truck so many times before. Very practiced. That his dancer moves just come through and everything. It's such I think that's why I found him so compelling because I am very compelled by people who are physically comfortable in their bodies because I'm definitely not. <laughs> so when I see someone who really is, it's just like, ooh, I can't take my eyes off of you. Yeah, they both seem like they had been acting for like a long time. You know, when you see one of these scenes and you're like, everyone here is new. And this one, you're like, oh, no, they both have like, <laughs> they've got some... They've Some got the wear on what? their shoes. Yeah, wear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They don't look don't that oddly. But I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no. So the uh, Margaret, the 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 female lead, uh, Catherine. I wrote it down, and then I wrote it with my own handwriting, oh, wait, so I lost I have it. it here. 
Catherine okay. Houghton? Houghton? Newton. 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 That makes more sense than all the words I <laughs> made up. I can't read my own writing. Uh, she had three roles that I recognized her from, which were uh, she had a reoccurring role in Supernatural as uh, Castiel's daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was in Detective Pikachu. As <laughs> we have different references the, like, for okay, <laughs> report. it's a kids show, but she was in it. That's how her face worked. And a more recent film is uh, the film Freaky, which is a Freaky Friday scenario with a teen girl sw- swapping bodies with a serial killer, a yes. Jason Voorhees style serial killer. That was a I very good seen. film. Yeah, that was fun. And she did a great job again on that of doing both like a teen girl role and a <laughs> terrible serial killer role. She pulled off both uh, acting chops very well, I thought. Yeah, two pretty fun small town movies. Small mm-hmm. town teens movies. Having one <laughs> weird couple days. <laughs> <laughs> Freaky stuff happens in some small town. Yeah. And she was also in Blockers. I don't know. Blo- oh, okay. So Blockers was uh, the parents were trying to stop their teens from having sex? Yeah. Did you- yeah, okay. That was like notably woke or something about female sexuality. I cannot remember, but I, I remember yeah, like I hearing that too. I liked all Yeah, that movie was a nightmare for me just because uh, for my day job, I'm one of the people who's responsible for deciding which commercials are allowed on air for my company. Ooh. And something called, well, there was a rooster as part of the logo and then blockers. That created some difficulties. <laughs> there, right. are, there are some times of days that you just can't put that on. So, oh yeah that i mean that makes sense right because it's like it's it's designed to be the tamest version of a crass thing yeah whenever there's like a thing in the writing of like something like a movie like a, a symbol or a picture i'm forever confused about if the name of the movie is like is it cock blockers or just it is just blockers is it <laughs> right your picture blockers <laughs> yeah, I've never tried to IMDb it, but I think that's going to be the the one that decides that whether cock is in the title on IMDb. Let's do it right now. Says sure, I'm I'm sure blockers. You you can't put a symbol of a rooster in the name of your film. I can't think of any other examples now, but like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but but I know I do know what you mean, and I'm like I I just feel like like the Academy or whatever wouldn't allow you to put. In, non-character symbols in the that movie was never going to go to the academy award the academy? I, I know it wasn't i don't know what academy but <laughs> and the winner is the, james the Dench for uh cock blockers okay imdb mm. just says blockers and then yeah the cock is solely on the poster gotcha so Got blockers it. is the name cock is just heavenly implied heavenly heavenly implied heavily heavenly but applied. yeah i'll sure Fine, Scott. Both. <laughs> okay, we're this is a podcast about magic wishes, so let's let's focus in on the magic wish for a second. I'm wondering what the mechanism is here, just because I, you know, I've watched all these movies. Sometimes it's some ancient relic that's, uh, sometimes it's weird racism, like all the times that it's like an Asian person has magic. <laughs> um, sometimes it is some sort of godly force. What do we think is granting the wish for her here? Because as far as we can tell, it just says, I wished for it hard enough. The and moon. It came true. Do you yeah, think it's to, the moon? Yeah. It's the to moon. me, I, I think this exists in the same universe as Groundhog Day. And I think it's just mm. one of those things where a higher force of some sort is trying to make these people's lives better. So that it does it, make it, the most sense because it it's the Bill only Murray way to explain and, why he's in there too, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it looked at Bill Murray and thought, if you're going to ever have a have a 
adult relationship with someone. You've got to learn patience and you've got to learn how to be with people. And so it created Groundhog Day. And for this, it did the same thing for her. One of the most fascinating things about this movie for me is when the dude realizes this isn't his movie. He's not the main character after all. Uh, it's mm. actually about her and he's just along for the ro for the ride. Uh, so there's a higher being of some sort in this universe. Yeah, because yeah, he's the POV character for probably the first half, maybe even a little more. Yeah, and then the rug gets um, pulled out from under him when he finds out about the dying mom. Yeah. I have a question. Do you guys deal with a lot of cancer plots in Wish movies? Because I feel like I'm like <laughs> right from the beginning, you're like, cancer. There's cancer in here somewhere. Like, <laughs> she better not be dying of cancer. I'll be so mad. I was glad I, it was I didn't involved. call it specifically I didn't call it specifically <laughs> cancer. Though okay. what here's I don't think cancer comes up a lot in wish movies specifically. Um but I think what happened here was they were trying to decide the most tame tragedy that they could give her and still make it like have enough weight to be worth being in a time loop but be something that kids wouldn't be like surprised shocked and awed by. And I think teens at this point are used to cancer because like the fault in our stars is a story about two people falling in love while they have cancer like teen books and, love diseases you can't cure exactly and things and that can like have very Titanic. indistinct uh symptoms yeah it <laughs> has indistinct tour. symptoms you <laughs> can like painting <laughs> coughing up blood like you you can have horrible cancers but you can also die kind of peacefully and and fine by it um or at least in movies you can so like, yeah, she, she doesn't look that terrifying when she's dying of cancer. Whereas yeah, but she since you've brought would. up wishes, I mean, the girl gets a wish, but she doesn't wish for her mom to, to be better. She just wishes for a little mm. more time with her. Which, so, yeah. I mean, she didn't know she had a wish. Yeah, but yeah. this brings me back to our higher power that exists in this movie, because this higher power has like one skill. They can create time loops. And so every situation this higher power is running into is like, solve it with a time loop, time loop, time loop. It's like you give a man a hammer and all he can do is hammer. <gasps> right. So you're assuming this is their only power. Loops. Sorry, what was that, Lee? No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> you think they were, no, they're in the same people time loop. Are, they're sure. in the same time loop. But if, what if different people in town were on different time loops and somehow the time loops also just don't run into each other? Uh, yeah, nesting yeah, yeah. time loops. Nesting time well, loops. Yeah. If you, if you start another time loop, like if he could do another time loop, on tomorrow and there would be no overlap right oh, like you wouldn't so have to worry about that if they started a new time loop two days later <laughs> <laughs> but they wouldn't be awakened now like in this one it's like uh i don't know that guy who sits by the bus and gets the wings it's like now it's his turn for a time loop and just everyone in town gets one you uh, get a time loop and you get a time loop and you get a time loop <laughs> well Turns you asked about the mechanism. place in time loop town usa you asked about the mechanism, and I, since I've read the novella, I can I can reveal a little bit that didn't really get revealed in in the movie. Oh, please! So it the guy who wrote the novella also wrote this movie, and he also appears in this movie. So he's the guy in the tan suit who goes walking up the oh, sidewalk yeah. and is about to get hit by the bird poop. Oh, okay. So that's the guy bird who wrote guy. this. He also wrote the TV show The Magicians, uh, the books that that's based on. Less gross. Okay. So, uh, in the book, it flat out. She knows that she created the time loop and she knows that the only way out of the time loop is for her to fall in love. So she flat out oh, really? knows that the whole time. I don't Why? know how she knows this. That's one of the problems I have with this guy in his writing that he makes these logical leaps and never explains why they happen. But apparently she knows that if she falls in love, she she bounces out of the time loop. 
Uh, well, I mean, that's a I stupid. Do, I don't like that. Time. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Well, I especially because I'm glad they left. If it you out then of fall in love with the only other person who's in the time loop with you, it's kind <laughs> of like God being like, "This guy, you gotta love him." Like, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't like no. the producer. <laughs> yeah, He's that's fine, that's a but bad don't, yeah, don't tell me what to do. Game. I feel like in the movie, she did kn- know that she had created the time loop because mm-hmm. when she sees him, she's so like, oh, it makes so much more sense why she was so standoffish when she first meets him. Because yeah. like, I, you'd feel so bad if you were like, I got my time loop. I get to spend time with my mom. Oh, I also fucked your life somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like collateral damage. And like, I don't ever want my mom to die. So do you mind giving up your whole future for me? <laughs> um, Yeah. So that's now, in the history. Also, I really like in the history part. of romantic movies, though. Do you think these two worked as a couple? Did you did you buy into that romance? I honestly didn't really want them to get together. Like I liked their relationship so much, but I didn't like. I don't know. Them kissing at the end was kind of like. Eh. And I yeah, it didn't seem like romance. the love match to me. Yes, yeah. I agree. Like I liked the idea that she she he was like put there to be there for her, mm-hmm. but I'm like I don't know if I needed that to be. A kissing scenario, even though I want almost all scenarios to be kissing scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think it works for the moment. I don't know if this is a relationship that necessarily will last long term. Yeah. But I think it's okay for two people to share enough of a moment to be like, let's be romantic in this moment. And I think, I think they earned that moment to share that moment together, right? Like, I like that she solved it, like not by knowing she had to fall in love, but being like, I needed to create a final perfect moment when she like, solved it with the 4D cube. Because he solved like, it in the novella. Oh, okay. It's it's better when she solves it, honestly. Wow. It's better yeah, when he sets it up thing. and she finds the answer. But interestingly, the guy who wrote the book also wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you figure stuff out that doesn't work in your work when you've spent enough time with it, right? Like in the novella, she brings the information about the hypercube, but then he's the one who figures hypercube. it out that it matches up with the the map, the the okay. four dimensional cube. So he's the one who's like, I now know what a hypercube is because she told me about them, and now that I look at this map, hey, there's a hypercube that's missing one point. Hypercube. I like really liked when she hung those things. That was a cool. That was a cool moment. Yeah. She hangs and they did balls, like they worked so. on it together in the movie, right? Because like he's like, I see that there's. I always assume there's a pattern here, but I just can't figure out what it is. Well, we he should explain the what these itself. points are. So these points are as as they're hanging out with each other, going around town, they start noticing these things that they start calling perfect moments, where something really cool happens, like a guy sitting on a bench, a truck pulls up behind him that has wings on it, and it looks like dude has wings. Yeah. So they start figuring these out and they start making a map of it, which is really frustrating because every single day there, he has to redraw that entire freaking map. Yeah. yeah. So which he's is, drawn that map. I wouldn't map have put as much flair on the map as he did either. He oh, drew no. like pictures of each moment. He's <laughs> an artist. Uh, I know. He's not a good artist. <laughs> he's like, fine. Great, yes. I also wondered about this because I like I, my parents, both great artists, my siblings, very good artists. I'm a terrible artist. And I so I don't know actually about it, but when he draws, he draws a million tiny little lines, so everything looks <laughs> kind of fuzzy. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, that's an it... early stage in drawing when you're a little too tentative before yeah. you start getting big and bold with your lines. He hasn't gone to school yet. He wants to go to school. He shows early talent. He needs that schooling. Yeah, that whole art school and his dad thing that doesn't exist in the novella. 
Yeah. yeah. I didn't really I need that. People kept calling him like um, selfish. And I was like, but he's literally been spending every moment of every day being nice to people for a while. Yeah, like, but he is yeah. self-centered early in the movie. So in the movie, he's always thinking about himself as the center of the world. Like he's doing nice things for people. But I don't think he really sees people as people. It's once he starts mm-hmm. finding out about his, like, why his father is out of work and why his father's working on a book. And he starts showing more actual interest in other people. So that's his learning thing for this movie, that other people actually exist and matter. Which I mean, he's nice a nice dude, but... Yeah, yeah, it kind of goes at it both ways because you're you're kind of both right here than that, like, he's doing things that are overly nice and good. Like, he's helping people. He's, hey, don't text and drive fix your dress that sort of thing but also like i was really shocked when he's clearly been at this for thousands of loops by the time he finally asks like his family what they've been up to yeah he doesn't (laughs) spend one day with his family until he's clearly already been there yeah he wasn't like i hang out with my sister today yeah he asks her sister oh how'd your soccer game go and learns for the first time she lost three to zero after like probably being in here for a year already (laughs) That strikes me as very teenage boy. Yeah. I feel like I would have yeah. gotten bored and at least spent like one day with them or something after I, I don't, I'm not even that close to my family. I definitely let my family <laughs> slide and checking it up on them and checking in on them and stuff for sure. But after like a year, I'd be like, I wonder what they do all day. And like, maybe I'd follow them around or something just for something different. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, so that's no, kind of really. helps show his selfishness is that like, he'd rather spend his day being god around people he doesn't know then yeah or sitting in the library reading through the science fiction section i love that yeah. he was a doctor who nerd <laughs> there was so, this movie was like full of pop culture references oh yeah, yeah. pokemon like everything that like you mean like this other thing we all know about <laughs> so yeah, many, it's gonna be very dated in about six months i think most of the Ooh. things will hold up though like i mean groundhog day is already I'm pretty bad. old doctor who's crazy old pokemon's been around for 25 30 years now like they weren't dropping stuff of like this music artist that came out this year. Like it's all stuff that's going to last. Uh, that Justin Bieber haircut is already years old. Okay, well the haircuts are different, but I'm saying like the references are going to last. I think it's so old that it's eternal. Some of their clothes was tripped. Clothes were what? What is a eternal? Like Justin Bieber's haircut is eternal now. Like I think it's just part of like a a canon that defies time. You know, <laughs> young boys. <laughs> it's just been going like how on we for all so still long. recognize the Rachel haircut. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Rachel was set in time, wasn't it? Like that was that was a moment, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, was a moment. That yeah, definitely. Very specific. But okay. a moment I think is quickly returning. And also <laughs> as all of her clothes are exactly what I wore in ninety seven or whatever. Oh those studded <laughs> belts. Oh, she wears so many studded belts. <laughs> her clothes were changing every day and his clothes like barely changed. He mostly wore the same no, like, he wore different and clothes. the same. Oh, no. Yeah. He changed all the time. I was fascinated by the fact that why would you bother changing? I would wear the same outfit every single same. day. You know, it's clean, right? Like, yeah. When she first met him, she was wearing like very schlubby clothes, like, uh, you know, a trekker hat and a hoodie and stuff. And then as the more they hung out, she definitely was putting on more clothes. Like, it seemed like she just <laughs> yeah. like did the, what we're all doing right now in COVID, which is, you know, <laughs> the same tights well, yeah. she's been wearing for a year. And then as the show goes on, she's like putting bows in her hair, doing different hairstyles. That's because she knows she's falling sense. in love. And who who are you trying to impress when everyone else is going to forget the next day? That, also yeah, just that's like how feeling better about yourself, like not feeling like there's no point to anything. 
Yeah. Living right. in a world where the only reason you're there is to spend your last day with your mother over and over again and drink a bunch of milkshakes and not get fat. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. That's probably not going to put you in the best mind space. No, you're not going to wear your yellow t-shirt and your hair clips. No. <laughs> I also love that he had the intention of curing cancer for a while there because he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's not a bright kid. That's when I know. That's when I know. But he cancer. put in the college try. Yeah, I was like, "There's a disease at bay here." No, it's cancer. Oh no, it's in, cancer. In the alternate ending, he cures the mother's cancer. Are you joking? Oh really? No, that's totally a joke. Totally a joke. Oh, oh okay. wait, sorry. I was, I was thinking like, the again, I thought, like, What? <laughs> maybe you found it in bonus scenes. I'm like, where was the DVD bonus scenes where you found an alternate <laughs> ending? I actually that would have really, really enjoyed that if they were like on interstate <laughs> for long enough that he was just like, and then I kill kid. You know what I was thinking oh. at the end for that last perfect moment? I think it would have been funnier if they went to kiss. She's like, oh, this will be the last perfect moment. We'll kiss. And then something like another fish jumps out of the pool and like a hawk swoops down and gets it or something. Right. And, <laughs> and they're like, like, oh, it, wasn't no, it, was, it wasn't the kiss. It wasn't the kiss. It was the hawk. Yeah. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine, right. you know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah, just open up your open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah, in bed, perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know, and and it's all. And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. I felt like a lot of the moments they were collecting felt like memes, like stuff that they just wanted to post on the internet but couldn't because they knew it would be deleted. 
because that's what all the moments were. They're like, oh, cute, cute little uh, turtle crossing the street by, with a biker holding him up, or like, a, yeah, a hawk getting a fish, or just yeah, a guy sitting in the right place. The right time. As some of these, I wouldn't classify as perfect moments, like old people dancing around a checkerboard. Eh, cute, not a perfect. Moment. <laughs> Not yeah. yeah, not really the the whole universe coming together. Exactly. That would be yeah, like so, a Campbell's soup commercial. I, I yeah. again, this makes me think this is a higher power who's making things that would seem perfect to her and to them. It's very tailored to them. Yeah, it does seem yeah, kind of because yeah, a hawk eating a fish too is cool. Yeah. But I wouldn't like put that on a list of like weird stuff. It'd just be like, oh, that was cool. And I bet hawks do that perfect because you saw it. Yeah. Well, and they they were able to see whatever they wanted because they could spend the time to find all the things that they thought were cool. Mm -hmm, But But they had to be in specific places Mm -hmm. so that it would end up being on the map at the end. Yeah, just them seeing it, is that the thing that makes it perfect? Otherwise, it's just a hawk catching a fish like normal. Yeah, because if they got false positives on these, they'd never have led them to that perfect moment at the end. And I mean, to the hawk, that's like an everyday, that's his breakfast. Like he does that every day. He catches a fish. He's like... If if that hawk is in a time loop, he's not talking about catching a fish as like a perfect thing, unless it's a really cool fish. Yeah, like or a, a really bad fish. Something different. <laughs> something different. <laughs> not a standard fish. That wasn't a fish at all. <laughs> Put it on the map. <laughs> the other thing I found interesting uh, reading about this movie, the guy who wrote it uh, did a lot of his research on Reddit, where he was just looking into threads where people post about perfect moments that they've witnessed and little videos. So yeah, these perfect that's exactly moments what were I was, mined from Reddit. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking about. Like, yeah, stuff, something someone someone would post on the internet about this moment. Like, that's what the moments seemed like. So he just did. Like, he literally did crowdsource them on the internet. He literally did. thinking them up himself. And then he ran them past uh, the other producers, and the producers kept saying no to certain things. Oh, really? <laughs> that's not perfect enough. Not perfect yeah. enough. Um. Maybe it's like it feel kind of feels like young people um feeling romantic about a pre-digital age or actually because the guy's an older guy like older than me and I'm in my 30s. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Anyways, so you think it's like, you're saying like the writer romanticizing kind of like, a pre-digital. Yeah, cuz they like don't use they really don't use their phones very much and he's always drawing things. It's got a certain like, you know, um scrapbook feel to it. Yeah, except for his it's friends then, video like, games. It it does yeah, feel very out of time. And even those are kind of like, when I think of people playing video games, I also think of like guys who grew up in the 80s. Yeah, we still play video games. I still play video games now. Yes. I actually thought that video game looked pretty good for a movie video game because movies are notorious for having like terrible looking video games. Well, it still had a terrible movie video game name, but I can't remember. Oh, what yeah. The game was. name was terrible. Warfight is yes. like... <laughs> <laughs> What what are you doing? Spend three minutes uh, thinking up a better name for your video game than Warfight. Oh, but but like the actual like they put the work into the graphics. It looked like kind of a Call of Duty uh, or or like a Halo meets Gears of War type thing. So like it looked like it could be a real game. I know what. Whereas a lot of the time are. they look like they're like ten year old graphics and they yeah. just look ridiculous, <laughs> like a game that could not exist in a lot of movies. <laughs> Oh, one of the perfect moments that they didn't get to do that, but the the author was really into was that at one point, uh, Sean Bean was supposed to drive by and that was supposed to be a perfect moment. (laughs) 
but they couldn't get really him. A perfect moment. That's just Sean Bean. Sean oh, Bean goes places. Maybe it's not your perfect moment. <laughs> in in his notes, he said they couldn't get Sean Bean, and no other celebrities were available. Like not a single <laughs> other celebrity was available. That seems unlikely. Yeah, I think they just didn't yeah. want to. Sean Bean's think... kind of a perfect one, though, for that character, for that guy. Eh. Yeah, yeah, it would be. This wouldn't work oh. in the film, but a perfect moment would be like if you saw Sean Bean die because he's yeah, famous exactly. for dying in all yeah. his movies. <laughs> so if you were there at Sean yeah. Bean's actual death, that's kind <laughs> of a perfect kismet. Like it's terrible that he died, but this is a perfect moment. <laughs> <laughs> He wouldn't be happy about it. Wait, don't move the body. I have to draw it for my map. It's kind of funny, right, guys? Because he dies in movies. But... Yeah. <laughs> Everyone around you would kind of think you're a jerk for thinking oh, about yeah. it. But like, you know, once you see it the first time, you come back the next day, you watch from further away, you don't say anything. So. That would ruin the whole gentle vibe, though, because this is <laughs> this is really like you, you've taken a pill to get rid of your stress sort of movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if like the twee twee music would have fit over um, <laughs> over his, you know, flaming card. Yeah. <laughs> anaphylactic. She goes into anaphylactic shock over the like twinkle twinkle. There was a lot of I, twee music in this, which usually yeah. is a major turn off. But again, it charmed me. It kind of fit. It just fit what it was. Like this, I don't think this is going to become like my new favorite film or anything. But like, it was a very sweet. Very enjoyable film that everything kind of worked. I think my mom would love this. I think I got to send this to my mom. Like, <laughs> this is exactly the type of film that you always recommend to me. And I'm like, it's not my type of film, but no. this is this one's actually pretty good. Yeah. And the cast was really decent for a sh- movie about teenagers. Yeah. The mom, it, I just looked the mom up because I was like, why do I know her? She was on the original <laughs> CSI. Okay. Oh, yeah. I saw her name in the list and I was like, Wait, I know that name, but I did not see her in this movie. She was, yeah, she's the, the she was the mom. Cool, she's the dying the, mom, the dying and she's mom. from ER. But I didn't see her in ER, but I did see her. I thought his movie. mom was going to be a bigger deal because, like, it was set up like his mystery. But I guess the film's uh, not about him. And there was also like a nice, slightly sad thing, like for him to be like, so like, yeah. I haven't seen my mom in a really long time. That's kind of hard. It's like, oh, ah, maybe I'm soft. Did they, they, me. did they set up where she works? Because he probably could have come along. Like, he could have come along too. one time. <laughs> well, <they got laughs> where does she work? Hug. We're good. We're good. I mean, but yeah, just like, hey, hey, mom, can I go to work with you? I, I'm I'm thinking about this as a career. Dad's always talking about my future. Or just I get thought her, I'd spend one day with you. Get a ride. Bring her lunch. <laughs> Bring her lunch. <laughs> if she works in retail, hang out at the store. Just say hi to your mom. Jeez. Yeah, I was very. You I was figured also out very weirder, very harder things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's um, figured out much harder, more elaborate things than that. I think he could just spend a day with his mom if he really wanted and put the work in. Okay, I guys. So if was... if you're stuck in a time loop, what would you do? Like what what oh, skills God. would you want to learn? What would you Every do? Every time we were like, driving a cool 100? thing, all those driving cool things. I was like, I would drive these cool things. Yeah. Um, what else would I do? Like, yeah, I do definitely want to drive digger truck thing yeah um, i feel like very early on i'd learned how to uh, pick locks i've always a little bit wanted to learn how to pick <laughs> locks and if there's no consequences for getting caught it would be very useful to be able to go to all those places while stuck in it like expand the number of places i can go to in my loop right? yeah, there are no consequences break a window yeah that's i know like, but kind like, of like what we're doing now like it's kind of like hey you're in covid <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck 
now you've we've been here for like a year. What do you feel like doing if the world was kind of going to stand still and everything's going to be the same tomorrow, which it is, but you're still also not going to get in trouble? Well, that's the thing. The difference is that I still do have to work. Like I have to work online now, but I still have to work. So I get tired after work and then I don't want to do all those things that I've, I've said I would do if I had time because I'm tired. Well, I've got to say quarantine, I have become a better person through quarantine just because I have had time to work on things about myself that I had just kind of neglected before quarantine. Oh. I've had all of this time on my hands. So like I've gotten into much better shape than I ever would have without quarantine. Impressive. I, I've, I've done, I've done some things that I just wouldn't have done. Yeah. I've, I've cooked a lot more. Uh, yeah. Quarantine has made me a better person. Wow. That's really nice. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Oh, I was going to say I did the opposite. Yeah. I, I used to go for walks all the time because I walked everywhere for work. Now I barely leave the house. So it's like a forest to work. I've definitely gained weight. I've yeah, uh, yeah. let my health slide. I yeah. sleep in more and shower Ooh. later in the day, every day. Oh, Eventually we'll run out. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost yeah, I probably weight. Drink I've, more. Got, I've got distinct muscles on my shoulders now. I've had no. I've had to cut my medication because I'm in better shape. It's yeah, it's been win win. Except for I the whole was even going dying. to the gym beforehand, and then the gym's closed, <laughs> and then I stopped exercising. Like I was getting into shape right yeah. before. <sighs> yeah, I haven't so done anything I, you, good you for can myself. go either way with it. <laughs> but of okay, I guess I wouldn't have to work. You couldn't in a time loop. I wouldn't have to worry about getting out of shape. Yeah, right? that's you can't get in better shape. You can't get in worse shape. Exactly. So Scott, what would you do then? Oh, I would. I would devote certain days to trying to seduce different people in that that whole town. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's a wonderful idea. There is some consent stuff that's a bit squicky. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah. but let's pretend I think, there I is. I think, Scott, you need to watch Palm Springs then because Palm Springs yeah. is the adult version of this film. It's still okay. about two people stuck in a time loop falling in love, but it's uh, Andy Samberg. Ugh, and, you lost me. And it's more. Christina... Okay, hold on. It is Christina oh, Milioti oh. or something. M Mil yes. Milioti. Adi? Uh, Kristen Milioti. Uh, but again, like it's built more about he's been there longer and then suddenly she joins it. Okay. So he's kind of like burnt out on the idea of being in a time loop. So he's tried to have sex with everyone in the town basically already. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, and then they kill themselves a lot or do dangerous things a lot because they know they're in a time loop. Well, even in this movie, it seems that he had been there longer than she had because he had everything down pat, whereas she had, barely even begun to learn to drive i think that was just her depression though because i think Ugh. i can't imagine him of being pulled into this time loop before earlier her. yeah that would be so weird yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense yeah the time loop is about her but like she seems to have wasted her time in a time loop i mean yes we're gonna guess she probably spent a lot of that first bit of time with her mom <laughs> yeah Whereas he oh, clearly was not spending time with his mom or any of his family at all. <laughs> Which just shows you, if you don't spend time with your family, you can get a lot done. I mean, it also Useless. might just be different character. I mean, it might be like you and I in the quarantine, Scott, in that you have become a better person and exercise. And I'm like, sure. I'm going to stare off into space. I'm excellent at staring off into space. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten really good at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I all exclusively listen to murder mysteries on book tape. Um, that's that's it. That's the only thing I can handle. Not too many emotions. <laughs> They're not too sad. <laughs> There's like a couple of sad. It's a murder. There's, there was a murder, Lee. That's not so sad. It's thrilling. Okay. 
All right. Uh, I'll, I'll leave with this last question then. How long do you guys think this loop even went on based on like the skills they accumulated and things they're that not it, depressed enough. Think I don't really... understand. How do you learn? They're not depressed enough. You don't think I would lose yeah, my he didn't freaking get as bored as I probably would have. Yeah. But I would have got really sad. <laughs> they have gone everywhere in this town scoping it. Like if you're trying to find out if something happened on this, if a perfect moment happened on this street corner, you can't just go to that street corner once a day. You have to stay at that street corner all day to see if something perfect happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that they found like every times. dot on this map of what the perfect moments were, they had to have spent an entire day in each of those places. And a lot of false positive places, places where nothing perfect happened altogether. So they're in there for a good long time. So they're probably, the characters are probably temporally as old as the actors actually are, since the actors are clearly older than the characters. You think they've like years. five years in there? <laughs> could have. I think five years is very reasonable for to how long they could have been all of those there. points, no. I think that's totally reasonable. What? But their relationship yeah. would have been so different if they'd known each other for five years. I or feel like they were in there for, like for... Four years. Like, I feel like they were in there for a year or two before they met. Which means this 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 god of fate that put them together is very inefficient. But I guess it doesn't matter because he's got forever. I now wish I knew which book he was reading because he was reading through the books in alphabetical order from the science fiction section. So oh, if we knew if the book started with like... Galaxy. Okay, so he's halfway through the alphabet. But wait, unless he's going by the last name, Douglas Adams. Oh. <laughs> he's not very far at all. Yeah, that's he's true. He's a slow reader. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like, oh man, I, I think they've only been there... I think it's a, the, a little bit of magic realism. Is that even you right uses this? No, it's a little bit of like a stretch of the imagination. <laughs> we're just we're just playing with how much he can get done, done and how much they can learn because I think they've only been in there for like a year and a half by the end. I think they've been in there for a year and a half by the end of it. If so, that's very impressive. A lot of the stuff they learn. I guess it kind of depends on how yeah. big this town is. Otherwise, they'd be more insane. I feel like you could can't. You'd have to. You'd be so insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I mean, both arguments have truth to them. They probably should be Bill more insane, Murray, but again, it's a teen movie. There's talk and... that Bill Murray was in Groundhog Day for like eight years. You can get different theories. Some saying as much as like 36 years or whatever. Yeah, I thought he was in there and, for in the thir- like 30 of years or something. Was yeah, what it, I heard. It depends what? on which source you look at. But he stayed pretty sane in that. Yeah, I can't. I mean, Bill I Murray's can't... character wasn't that sane. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's played by Bill Murray. That's always a sign that they're a little crazy. I feel okay, like these yeah, movies are always these like, characters... don't think about it too hard. <laughs> yeah. One of these characters was a teenage boy, so most of that time was masturbating anyway. Mm. Yeah, that's fa- so you that only have to feel like a couple uh, extra hours. Fills up a whole week every every month or something. Is just getting that out. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe he didn't ready. successfully kiss somebody before he met her. I was like, wow, you can do all sorts of fun <laughs> yeah. things. His game must have been pretty weak, yeah, because he was trying on that one girl for a while before he noticed. He was very hot, though. I mean, he's into Doctor Who, which in movie speak immediately means that he's a leper. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just for the record, uh, Kyle Allen, I have a formal like marriage proposal <laughs> on the table for you. Oh, God, that's that is uh, too creepy and sad. He's 25 years old. He's fine. Wait, yeah, 35? He's, 25. No, he's 25, oh, 25 or 26, okay. something like that, mid-20s. Okay. Be a, a, even, even at that age, it's still creepy and desperate that you'd request a marriage proposal <laughs> of a stranger you've never met through my podcast. But Maddox. Maybe that's how we stopped the a, time loop. He's a dancer. 
He's an improviser. There's he's got an improv uh, trailer online of just like seeing someone shot of him doing improv shows that they've tied and together. You still want to marry him? That's impressive. He's got. Be- <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I will leave it with a proposal then. That's how we'll close out this episode. Thank you so much, Scott Thrower, for joining me. Thank you, Lee Cameron, for joining me. I hope you guys had a fun time here. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. And for the rest of the audience, we'll have another movie soon. Bye. Well, that's what we came up with. But we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod. Email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com. Join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook. And you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at BreakAWish.ca. For more Lee Cameron... She'll be performing in The Hookup on Bad Dog TV at the end of April. And you can follow her at Cam Lee Cam on Instagram and Twitter. For more Scott Thrower, you can check out his podcast, Fairy Tales for Unwanted Children, his series of books, Arcane History, and you can find both at scottthrower.ca. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. So, what would you wish for? has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Well, that's what we came up with, but we want to hear from you. Tell us your thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at BreakAWishPod, email BreakAWishPod at gmail.com, join the BreakAWish discussion group on Facebook, and you can support the show by writing a review, telling a friend, or buying a t-shirt on TeePublic. All this information at BreakAWish.ca. For more Lee Cameron, she'll be performing in The Hookup on Bad Dog TV at the end of April. And you can follow her at Lee... And you can follow her at Cam Lee Cam on Instagram and Twitter. For more Lee Cameron, she will be performing in The Hookup on Bad Dog TV at the end of April. And you can follow her at Cam Lee Cam on Instagram and Twitter. For more Scott Thrower, you can check out his podcast, Fairy Tales for Unwanted Children, his series of books, Arcane History, and you can find both on his website, scottthrower.ca. 
This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production, hosted by Maddox Campbell, themed by Matthew Reed, cover art by Justin Langford, and a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. So, what would you wish for? <clears throat>